teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I want to take my open text from the book of John in chapter 14. I thank God we are in church today. Because God will affect you positively. That's what he does anyway. And not just you, all that will relate with you will benefit. In the name of Jesus. From verse 12, the whole chapter is very important. The whole book is very important. But you know, at time. So from verse 12, Jesus was speaking here. In fact, he spoke throughout the segment I'm going to read. Most assuredly, so quoting him directly, that is, most assured, that's John, the gospel, according to St. John in chapter 14 from verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, that's Jesus speaking, no, we are quoting him, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do. Why? Because I go to my father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, it says why? Because I go to my Father. Jesus will just speak and leave it. But when Paul will read this in the desert, the Holy Ghost will teach him what Jesus was saying. Because I go to my father, he wasn't just going to my father because I'll be seated at his right hand, far above. But see, there was nobody who could know this then. The Holy Ghost had to explain and reveal this simple statement to Paul. Because it's the fact that he's seated that justify the outpouring of the Spirit. Read the book of Acts. We have the Holy Spirit and we can speak in tongues today. It's indicative of the fact that he has conquered and he has ascended and he's seated above all. That's it. So sometimes when you're praising the Spirit, you don't even know all, these, all the implications of what you're doing. Verse 14. Now, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. So I wonder why some people want to preach grace in such a way that you don't have to keep his commandment. No, that's not what it means. Uh, but I know a lot of people don't understand grace, so they walk like they're still under the law. And that's why there's need to really teach this thing about grace. But as we teach it, it's not a license for you and I to think that we can do what we want, when we want, how we want. No. Where is the honor of the Father? Where is the respect for the Word? God understands that we are human beings and we make mistakes and we struggle with temptations. Oh, he understands that. One thing I know God will never like is for you and I to take it for granted. But he understands our weaknesses and you help us through them. So don't misuse grace. Don't misunderstand grace. Grace is there to empower you to be all that God has made you to be. 
not to be anything less. No matter the lies of the devil, grace is to get you out and get you going. Grace. Is somebody hearing me? If you love me, keep my commandments, and 16, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Everybody say helper. Help Come on, shout helper. Help Come on, shout helper. Help Come on, say it again, helper. Help and he will give you another helper that he may what? Abide with you for a while. For a season. Just for an occasion. So if you don't feel the help of the helper is because you forgot that you have a helper. He's gone nowhere. He's there. In releasing him to you as a gift is to abide forever and he's abiding forever. So what happens when I don't feel him, when I don't hear him, when I don't is because I forget him. I'm doing it in my strength. And that's what brings about frustration and agitation and failure. I say, I will pray and will give you another helper. Now, what does it mean another? Because Jesus himself is a helper. Check. Jesus himself is a paracletos. The Holy Ghost is paracletos. So what does it mean by another helper? He will give you another one exactly like me in my place. On earth, that is. God the Spirit. My mission is to come restore and then go back and continue this ministry from there. But I will hand over to someone that will continue. I've come to conquer and I've overthrown. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. 17. The spirit of truth. Now, some people in another religion say, you see, that another helper is another prophet of their religion. No, 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 no. Jesus didn't stop. He said the spirit. Look at it. This helper is the spirit. Of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Here Jesus continues in verse 18 I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you, I will help you. Somebody shout hallelujah! hallelujah. You are never left destitute. I'm not a destitute. I don't fight my battle alone. He fights for me. So for the next few minutes, I just want to talk on the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Is somebody excited? Hallelujah. You know, I'm thrilled by the fact that um, in Acts chapter 4, when they brought them before the council, and after all has been said and done, the interrogators, the leadership said, wow. Did you see what I saw? I said, yeah. They're so confident and bold. They're skilled in this thing. They're so knowledgeable. I said, but these guys didn't go to school. So where did they get this from? 
They didn't go to school. They didn't go to law school. They didn't go to school of religion. They didn't go to anything. We are Pharisees. We are the leaders. We've been trained in administration and leadership and management. These guys will say, why are you surprised? They have been with Jesus. Oh, my goodness. It's by association. Okay. I see. My question is this. Have you been with Jesus? Lately, have you been with Jesus? How do I be with Jesus? Oh, have you been to church before? Have you been to a fellowship before? Don't you know that where two or three of you are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them? Don't you think and don't you know that he's here right now? If that be the case, then do you think it would be too much to expect some of his attributes to be sharpened in you today? Because you don't get into his presence and leave the way you came. Every service, every fellowship should add something to you. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. With every service, it's not a ritual, with every service you attend, you move forward. You get better. You get stronger. You get more delivered and more established. Every service. Somebody say, help me. Holy Spirit. You're talking restoration. And we show you from the word every day from time to time. Don't you know it's the work of the Holy Ghost to remind you and to activate. He motivates the Holy Spirit. And when he motivates you, he puts strength to your limbs. He makes you become zealous and enthusiastic. You want to move. He moves you as a matter of fact. And when he moves you, he moves everything created that you will need in that movement. He is the creator God. He moves everything created. My prayer for you and for me, I pray for me always. Help me, Lord, by your spirit. I'm not going to say much. He's a restorer. Say that I will restore even the years that you think you have lost. It's not how you started. It's how you finish. <laughs> God have mercy. Have you watched a race before? Where the person leading from the blast of the whistle got near the, the, the line and crashed. And the second person mistakenly tripped on that person and crashed. And the one that thought, oh my goodness, I started wrongly. Now came first. Have you ever heard that? Ever heard where one, two, three were disqualified and the person that thought I lost it just got it? It's not how you started, it's how you finish. He's the author and the finisher.
I will finish well. You had, you had better open your mouth and declare in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say it like you mean in the name of Jesus. I will finish well. <laughs> Finishing well means that you will fulfill your days. Finishing well means that you will do everything this God is called you to do. Finishing well is that even if you have been living with an error for a long time, it will truncate it. Give you a new beginning. You will finish well. In the name of Jesus. Say, I will finish well. You will not finish the way the devil wants you to. You will not finish the way men gather to wish you. You will. By the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost. I will finish well. Hallelujah. Jesus. I say Jesus. Uh I say Jesus. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. (laughs) Say, I will finish well. You know why? Because Jesus is the author and the finisher of my faith. I will finish well. Okay, let me just quickly say this now before I stop. You see, whether in the Old Testament or New Testament, he, all, he has always done it and he still does it by his spirit. Hear this. In Isaiah 63, I'll read 11 to 14. Isaiah 63. This is um, ESV. Uh, is it uh, the English Standard Version? Or something like that, yeah. Um, hear this. 63, Isaiah, 63, 11 to 14. Then he remembered the days of old, of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who put in the midst of them his Holy Spirit? Everything you see happen through Moses, his Holy Spirit was right in the midst of them. We know that, but it's at least it's specifically stated here. Who caused his glorious arm to go at the right hand of Moses? Who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name? Who led them through the depths like a horse in the desert? They did not stumble. Like livestock that go down into the valley, the spirit of the Lord gave them what? Rest. Who gave them rest? Don't you think it's time to enter your rest? Can I be frank with you? Any deliverance that the Holy Ghost cannot do for me, I don't want. Really? It won't last. But on Mount Zion, there will always be Are you sure you don't want it? Let me ask you. Who else can deliver? And truly deliver? Who can deliver and not make you a slave? Who can deliver and not make you a slave of their God or Goddess? 
But when God delivers, <laughs> no strings attached. When he sets free, it's total freedom. And it is by his spirit. It is by his spirit. Can't you see where the confidence of the children of God is defined now? The spirit of the Lord gave them rest. So you lead your people. Now, let me read first Kings again. Let me another one. First Kings. At least give two or three, then I'll leave it. First Kings 18 says, from verse 12, First Kings 18, 12. And as soon as I have gone from you, this was Obadiah speaking with Elijah. And as soon as I have gone from you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you. I know not where. And so when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find you, he will kill me. Although I, your servant, have feared the Lord from my youth. You know what I was saying? You know the way you operate, Elijah? You operate with the spirit. Now you are telling me to go tell him certain things. What if I go tell him and when he now says, where is he? Because I know he's looking for you. And when they come, they don't find you. Say, I tell him a lie. But why do you think, I think that will happen? Because I don't know where the Holy Ghost will take you. Because he will take you. If he doesn't want you to see him, he will take you. He will carry you. Listen, gentlemen, much more now. He can take you anywhere. He can take me anywhere. We are entering a dangerous period in our Christian work. And a very satisfying period too. A very rich period. I am glad that I'm alive today to witness. I feel the fire. One of us, then I'll just look at. Yeah. Psalm 89, 7 to 10. I'm just telling you that in the Old Testament, this is the way it operates. In the New Testament, I don't need to. You don't. From the Acts chapter 2, you know that we are in the area of the Spirit straight away, so that's no. But so that you can see. These are Old Testament saints talking. Psalm 139, 7 to 10. The psalmist was right. He said, Where shall I go from your spirit? <laughs> Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shield, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there, your hand shall what? This is the Old Testament. So whether it's old or new, God accomplishes through his spirit. Leadership is not defined outside decision making. But forget leadership. We are leaders. Forget that. You live your life by your choices. You choose what you want. So you do what you choose. But every choice has a consequence. Your choices of today 
colors your tomorrow. There are things that if you do today, tomorrow people will wake up and begin to sing the praise of God on your behalf. Even if it's not appreciated now. And there are things that, God forbid, you will do today that tomorrow you say, Ah! God forbid in the name of Jesus. So we all make choices. But my Bible tells me that as many as are led by the Spirit of God. So if the Spirit is leading you, then that means that you make Holy Ghost-led choices. Is somebody hearing me? And it does not matter where you find yourself. In the church, in the home, in your marriage, in the marketplace, in the boardroom, in government, your choices will glorify God. Your choices will liberate people. We live by choices. That's why God has given every one of us a will. You chose to be in church today. Your being in church does not mean that you didn't have other options, but you chose to come. And so you chose certain blessings over certain options. And the blessing of his presence will not only affect all the other options, even those who went that route against this, will still come and say, how do you, how, how do, you do it? That's not to say they won't get something, they will get good things by God's grace. But you get better things. In the name of Jesus. So choices. So three ways that the Spirit leads and guides us. I'll just stop there. Number one, through the word. John 6, 63. The much I've talked to you about the Holy Ghost are things that I've been able to read and understand by the help of the Spirit. In the word, without the word, this knowledge will never be. Can't you see? Jesus was speaking. It is the Spirit that gives what? What about the flesh? Let me let you read again. Start again. It is what? The flesh does what? Really? Again, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Can we pause there for a moment? This is John chapter. By the time you get to John chapter 10, in verse 10, he said, The thief comes not, before what? To kill, to steal, to destroy. But I have come that you may have what? Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. If we get into the book of Galatians, it says, to be carnal is to be an enemy of God. To live in the spirit is life. But to live in the flesh, in carnality, is death. See where Paul started to read it. Jesus said, it is the spirit that gives what? The flesh profits what? Nothing. They now say, the word that I speak to you. They are what? Come on, and they are? That's why when you see a person that reads their Bible regularly, their words are powerful. They don't, they don't say rubbish. Easily don't. And their decisions are informed by the knowledge they have. 
So when emotions rise up, the word will minister. You can only be ministered to by the words you have or the word you have. They cannot quickly be generated. You see, your spirit man is perfect because you are born again. There's no doubt about that. But your soul is not delivered. Your soul is delivered on the basis of the word of God that you have. And that's what the Bible means that you should daily renew your mind by the word. So a Christian can do evil if he's not living in the word. Is somebody hearing me? So how do we get led by the spirit? A lot of times through the word. Through the word. Acts 10, 37, 38. You yourself know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism, the baptism that John proclaimed. How God did what? Anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? The Holy Ghost and with what? Power. And they went about. Now, look at how it says. You yourself know what happened through. How do you know that? The word. Second way. Isaiah 59. Twenty-one. You know that scripture. We like it in this church a lot. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. This is still in the Old Testament. My spirit that's upon you and my words that I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth or out of the mouth of, of your offspring and out of the mouth of your children's offspring, says the Lord. So it's by the word. And that way he guides us. The spirit guides us by through our prayers. So, read your Bible, pray every day. Consistency is the name of the game. It's the secret of victory in the kingdom. And that's why God is faithful. Faithful. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why He wants you to at least have some measure of faithfulness in your life. Read your Bible. Pray. That's how we grow in the kingdom. Romans 8, 26, 27. Write it down. Study at home. Romans 8, 26, 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. How does he guide us? How does he use his Spirit? Through the word, through prayers. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself, the Spirit himself, Makasata, he said, this is the rest we are with. He has promised the will. Makasolobo, rest. Rest. Just speaking in tongues. Build up. Just speaking in tongues. Don't let every word I utter is a prophecy. If I say, ah, God loves you. God loves you. He will perfect what concerns you. I'm edifying. I'm prophesying. I and the children, I'm prophesying. And they are binding, they will produce. Somebody shout, Amen. In the name of Jesus. One last one. Through the gifts of the Spirit. How can you have the Holy Ghost? Without it? No, no, no. If you have him, you have his gifts. If you are conscious of the Spirit, his gifts will consciously manifest. 
we're in a good time. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, we thank you for the gift of your life and the blood you shed on Calvary. And we thank you for the Holy Ghost that you released on us. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence and your ministry. Take all the glory. Do the bidding of the Lord. Satisfy your ministry and your presence in the name of Jesus. Bless the people through us and bless us and help us in the name of Jesus. We give God all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.